0: For the new year, I really wanna make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine, and that's where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E dot manifest. And use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com/slash manifest. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Manifest with Tori D Simone. I'm your host, Tori D. Simone. <sighs> I am so grateful to be sitting down on this microphone today and talking with all of you guys and all of my friends. I hope you're having an amazing Monday so far. I hope you're having a fantastic summer. I hope the sun is shining where you are, and I hope you are just grateful for another day and another breath and another moment, and yeah, I'm just really grateful to be here and chatting with you guys today. This past week has been so incredibly crazy to the point that I am recording the episode you guys are listening to today, the day before. So my episodes come out on Mondays and I typically record on Tuesdays or Thursdays, depending on the week. But today I'm recording on a Sunday, okay? Like this episode in 12 hours will be live, which is crazy. I never really record this close to my upload date But this week, it was just one of those weeks, and I'm so grateful to have a busy week. Um, This week, I opened my third location of Stride Spin and Fitness, which is so crazy. So I now have two locations in Sea Isle and one location in the suburbs of Philly. And my second location down here at the shore just opened up yesterday on Saturday, and it went so amazing, and I'm so Grateful of how awesome that studio went and how quick that turnaround time was. So now I have two locations down in Seattle. One location is for spin, and the other is for Pilates and yoga. Ideally, they would be in the same space. However, my original location where I have spin classes is just a little funky, um, and there just wasn't any room really to put like another room for yoga and Pilates. So I found a space that was one block down the street from my current studio and it kind of all just all the stars aligned and it just felt too good to pass up. So I took the opportunity and went for it. And it was stressful, it was scary, but so far it's been awesome and everyone is so happy, including myself. I I did two yoga classes this morning and I'm just loving it. So it just feels really really great. But um anyway that's not what today's episode is about. Um I also had my friend Lily come visit this past week and that was awesome. I can't believe that was this week. This has been like the longest week of my life. Um and yeah, my friend Lily was down visiting and that was really amazing. Lily from the 8020 podcast. We meant to record podcast episodes, but we just <laughs> didn't. like it was raining the entire time that she was down. So I felt so bad because I just felt like like I couldn't really show her sea aisle, you know, because it was raining. We were inside a lot. and I just felt so bad. but we were so productive. We got so much done and we have so much in store for you guys that we're really excited to chat about. and it was amazing having her down but I just felt bad that it was raining the whole time. But anyway, um, that was really amazing to have her down this week and then to have the studio on top of it. It was just such a great week, and I'm really, really grateful for, you know, this life and to be talking to you guys today, and I'm just feeling really grateful. And I just wanted to make that abundantly clear if I haven't already. Okay, so today I'm really excited to talk about our topic today, which is why I quit birth control and how I naturally track my cycle. Now, before I jump into this episode, I just want to preface this by saying I'm not a doctor, okay? I'm not claiming to be a doctor. I just wish I knew so much more than I did when I started birth control and even tracking all the way back to like sex ed classes, I just wish I was taught more and really more informed, um, about just our cycles in general. I'm not anti birth control. I'm not, um, I'm not anything. I'm not here to tell you what to do with your body. You can do whatever you want. And I'm just explaining my experience with birth control, why I decided to stop using birth control and how I now naturally track my cycle because I am not trying to get pregnant anytime soon so um yeah I naturally track and I will talk about my aura ring because that is one of the methods that I use to track my cycle naturally so yeah I just want to preface that that there is so much more learning for me to do but I have gotten a lot of questions from you guys since I've mentioned that I have been off birth control And that I use an aura ring to talk about it in an episode. And I don't know if it's just me and my friends, like I hear us talking about it. So I feel like everyone's talking about it. But I feel like a lot more girls are talking about their cycles and like stepping into the power of their cycles, which I find very beautiful and very empowering. And a lot of my friends I've noticed have started to also go off birth control. Now, granted, it could just be like the time of our lives and like the ages where people start wanting to get pregnant. I mean, I'm 25 for me. Having kids is something that I want to have, but in the future. Um, But I know some of my friends, like they do want to start having kids soon and it is something that they are thinking about. So I could just be at that age where we're not like, you know, 16 and we're all on birth control because we don't want to get pregnant. Like now people do want to start having kids and building families and stuff. So I don't know if it's just like the age or what it is, but I'm just noticing at least with my group of friends um that it's we I just tend to talk about cycles a lot more and we're girls here, so I want to talk about it with you guys as well. But I've been waiting to do this episode for a while now because I felt like I had to surpass like a threshold in my cycle in order to talk about it, and what I mean by that is I felt like once I got off birth control I needed my cycle to become regular in order to talk about it, and I'm tired of waiting because my cycle is not at all regular, and I'll kind of get into that in a little bit in this episode, but I also want to just say for all the other girls out there that don't have regular cycles that you're not alone. Um, do I know if it's normal? I don't know. It probably honestly is not, especially for how long my cycles are, which I'll kind of get into it in a little bit, but just from talking to friends and just hearing from doctors and like, you know, internet, like all the stuff that we hear, like cycles are typically 28 days. So for me, when it wasn't 28 days and it was much longer than that, I felt like something was wrong with my body. But now I'm kind of just coming to terms with the fact that like, okay, maybe my body just has longer cycles and I just didn't want to keep waiting and waiting to put out this episode. It was something that I really have a passion talking about. I find it very interesting and I'm sure there are tons of other girls listening to this that also don't have like the regular 28 day clockwork cycle. And if you do know that I'm very jealous (laughs) and, um, What's it like to be the favorite of mother nature? I'm just kidding. But no, honestly, it must be like amazing. Um, so yeah, I just decided to stop looking at my body as doing something wrong and just embracing it and accepting that my cycle is a little bit longer than what I'm told it should be. And I'm just going with it. But I'm really grateful that I'm still able to have a period and I'm really grateful to have a cycle and I'm really grateful to experience all that comes with having a cycle So yeah, I just decided to stop waiting and um, get on with this episode. So let's get into this episode. I'm really excited to talk about it, and I feel like I should just dive right in. So let's do that. Um, Let's begin with a brief background of my being on birth control, just so that we're all kind of caught up to speed here. So I went on birth control when I was about 16, I would say, and I'm honestly not really sure why I went on birth control. I think as soon as I became a certain age, it kind of just became a very normal thing again within my group of friends and with girls that I went to school with. Like we all like became, you know, 15, 16, and it was like, oh, like we'll just start birth control. Whether it was because you were, you know, sexually active or whether it was because I know a lot of girls start it because of acne. Um, A lot of girls started because of bad cramps. They want to regulate their period. There's a lot of reasons why girls begin birth control. I can't really pinpoint the reason why I started other than it was just sort of a very normal thing to do. And that kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier where I wish I was taught more about the cycle before being offered birth control from my doctor. And what I mean by that is, I first started going to a gynecologist when I was 16 for the fact so that I could get birth control. And it was prescribed so easily. And I, I think that's how it is, n- like normally, I'd say. Um, it's not like a hard thing to get if you want it. But that's why I started going to the gynecologist slash OBGYN. Honestly, I need to like learn the difference. I think an OBGYN does everything and a gynecologist doesn't handle pregnancies and an OB does handle pregnancies, but I'm not really too sure, but that's what I think. Anyway. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash manifest. Just go to Indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine, and that's where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. So from blue light glasses, light therapy to EMF management and circadian-friendly Um, So in sex ed, that was in eighth grade and we learned like the very basic anatomy of, you know, what the cycle is and like all the organs and, you know, what the uterus is, what the ovaries are, like the anatomy of it all. We learned the diseases. We learned like what sex was like, you know, like all the basic stuff. And then the girls and the boys were separated and the girls learned about periods, but not necessarily about the cycle which a period when you menstruate, that's only really a part of the cycle. And not knowing more about the cycle as a whole, I really wish we did learn about the cycle as a whole. I mean, recently within the past like 18 months, I'd say, is when I learned about the phases of the cycle. Um, obviously, you bleed and that's when you menstruate. And then you have your follicular phase, you have your ovulation phase, and then you have your luteal phase phase and then you bleed again. And then it, you know, those four all kind of, they repeat and that's cycle. So I didn't even know about that really until 18 months ago. And I wish I learned about that back in middle school, um, when we were learning about sex ed. And it's not, it's also not that my mom didn't talk to me a lot about, you know, periods and growing up and stuff because I definitely remember having these conversations with my mom. I just feel like this stuff honestly wasn't even very much so talked about until recently. And if it was, I just was never exposed to it. Like I remember when my mom told me what a period was, I was in the car and it came up very naturally in a conversation. I was like maybe like 10, 11 or 12 and my mom was telling me what a period was and I was horrified about it. Like the fact that you bleed once a month. And I was just like terrified. I was like, what is that? And I said to her, I was like, but that won't happen until I'm like 25. Right. And that's just funny now because I'm 25 now. And when I said that, when I was like 10, I was insinuating that like 25 is so old and now we up to 25. Anyway, my mom then, you know, told me, she was like, no, like this can happen when you're like 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. So all this to say is that my mom educated me as best she could, but I just, I just wasn't really informed of a lot. And when I even went to go talk to my doctor about beginning birth control at 16, I wasn't really told much either. Like I can barely remember the appointment, but it was pretty much like I want to start birth control. And she was like, okay, I'll put you on a pill, pick it up, try it. And that was pretty much how it went. So I just don't really think the cycle when I was growing up was talked about as a whole. But had I known more about it, I think I would have been a bit more hesitant to start birth control. And I'll kind of get into that in a little bit why. But now thanks to the internet, I just feel like I've educated myself a lot more as a whole as to what the cycle essentially is. So all this is to say that I used to think that a period was the whole cycle that you bled for four to six days. And then you had the other, you know, 24 days that you were good, you were solid and that you were the same. And I knew that you could get pregnant like in the middle of your cycle. And I knew that you got pregnant from ovulation. Like I knew all that stuff. You know what I mean? Like I knew where ovulation came from. I knew what I, 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 understood. All of that, I got it all, but I just didn't know so much more. Meaning the hormones of it all, the phases of it all, what each phase does for you, stuff like that. And like I said, I just didn't know about follicular, follicular phases, luteal phases, all that sort of stuff. And I really wish I had. Another thing that I didn't know when I started birth control was that when I was bleeding with birth control, it was a withdrawal bleed and not technically a "quote unquote" real period. And I still have questions about that. Like, so for some of the pill birth controls, they say it prevents ovulation. So does that mean I don't release an egg at all? And if that's the case, then do I have like extra eggs and I won't begin menopause? Like, so let's say I took birth control for eight years. Does that mean I'm postponing menopause for another eight years? Like if I was going to get it at 50, well, I now get it at 58. Like those are the questions that I still Don't have answered, and I haven't been able to get the answers to them. So let me know because I do have a lot of questions. Like, there's a lot that I still just don't understand, and I wish I did. Anyway, the reason why I talk about this and why I enjoy learning about this is because I think it's very empowering as a woman, especially. And honestly, anyone, like when I'm like in my luteal phase, I talk to my boyfriend. I'm like, so do you know what I'm experiencing today? Like, I just feel like it's so empowering to educate ourselves on what is happening within our bodies. And it's just been really cool to learn. So anyway, when I started on birth control, I was taking a pill and I've taken several pills in years past. The one that I landed on that I ended up liking the best was Trilomarza. And I think I liked that one because it had um, both estrogen and progesterone hormones in it. And I kind of want to like dive into both of those very quickly. And again, I'm not a doctor, so take what I say with a grain of salt. But when I started learning more about the cycles, I felt really empowered to get off of birth control because I wanted to feel how my body was meant to feel from nature. Here's what I mean. So when you are naturally menstruating and in like your menstrual cycle, there's a bunch of phases to it. So the first phase begins when you bleed. So when you start bleeding on your period, that's like day one of your new cycle. Um, And that begins your follicular phase. And that is when estrogen is essentially on the rise and it's naturally higher. So during your follicular phase, this is when you tend to feel really good. And as soon as I started learning about this stuff, I would notice the patterns and be like, oh my God, this is very, very true. So these are all things that I've personally noticed when I'm in my follicular phase. For me, I have the most energy. I'm not bloated, like at all. It's crazy. Um, I find myself much prettier. Like I look in the mirror and I'm like, I feel like I look good. Just like naturally, like I just look prettier when I'm in my follicular phase. I find my boyfriend so much more attractive in the follicular phase, which is funny. And I was listening to a podcast and there was like, no, like this is actually science. Like it's true. Like we think our partners are more attractive or just like the opposite sex is more attractive um, when you're in your follicular phase, which I found very interesting. And I also heard, I forget where I heard this, that our pheromones are more attractive also to the opposite sex when you are, it might not also just be the opposite sex. Like whoever you're sexually attracted to, you give off like pheromones that are more like you're like mating. Like you're like looking for a mate. Another thing that I learned is that our bodies just always want to get pregnant. Like that's all that it wants to do. So all this stuff is always priming ourselves to get pregnant, which is just wild because I don't know, like I don't want to get pregnant. So like the fact that that's all my body wants to do, it's so crazy. Anyway, for me personally, my follicular face, like I said, I have the most energy. I'm not bloated. I find myself prettier. I find my boyfriend more attractive. Crazy. Um, I always find him attractive, but like during the follicular phase, I'm, I'm just like, Oh my God, like your hair, like you just look amazing today. Like your, like your skin is glowing. I'm just obsessed. Like, I don't know something about it. Um, I find myself very full of life. I find that I'm happier. I'm funnier. I'm more outgoing. I want to like do things more. Um, I can run really well. And I just feel like I'm my best self during my follicular phase. During the ovulation phase, this is when my body's dropping an egg because my body just wants to get pregnant. So during the um, follicular phase, you're essentially like priming your mind and body for a mate so that you can be more attractive so that you can like, you know, procreate and then ovulation hits. And this is when your body wants to like create a baby. So when I'm ovulating, I find personally for me, my discharge gets very like slippery. It's like a natural lubricant. Um... And for me, the craziest thing is like I can feel which ovary is cramping and that's the one that I'm assuming the egg is coming out of, which is really, really wild for me. Also, as soon as I started really tracking my cycle a lot more, I noticed that when I was like getting my period my boobs would get sore. And then my period wouldn't come for like another two weeks. And I would always wonder why. And I've now learned that that is a symptom of my ovulation when my boobs are sore. It's during ovulation. Also during ovulation, I'm so incredibly hungry. I want to eat anything in sight. It doesn't matter what it is. I just want to eat it. And I can lift weights like you would not believe. When I'm ovulating, I swear to God, I'm the strongest person in the whole world. And I know a lot of other girls say that as well. It's just so crazy. And all this is driven back to hormones. It's so wild, 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 wild. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to say for it? So estrogen is still on the rise during this point. Then we enter the luteal phase, and this is when our estrogen kind of plummets and our progesterone is on the rise. And I've learned that this is what causes a spike in your temperature. And I'll kind of talk about taking your temperature in a little bit. The luteal phase then happens after ovulation and typically lasts for 10 to 14 days. Now for me, I mentioned earlier in the episode that my cycle is very irregular. So I have a very long follicular phase, which for me rocks and my luteal phase, regardless of how long my cycle is, whether it's a 28 day cycle or a 60 day cycle, my luteal phase is typically always between 10 to 12 days for me. But anyway, the luteal phase is then when your body is hoping that it's created a baby. So it likes to really bear down. And I've really noticed this for me. So in my luteal phase, I find that I'm very tired. I'm very, very bloated. Always. I'm very lethargic. I'm very low energy. I tend to get a little bit of brain fog. I just have a clouded headspace at most times. And I have cravings that tend to be on the sweeter side, like chocolates, ice cream, cookies, things like that. So it's just so interesting to notice how once I started learning like these phases of my cycle, how it really does line up with what I've learned about in podcasts and books and YouTube videos. There's this one OBGYN on YouTube. I love, I think her name is Dr. Emily and she teaches so much about the phases and the period and PCOS and she's just awesome. Like I just love watching her videos. And as soon as I started really learning a lot more about the phases and about the symptoms and side effects and like what the hormones are doing and what I can like expect to feel like, it's really crazy that I'm like, okay, like I actually do feel better about myself in my follicular phase. And as soon as I start bleeding, I instantly feel a lot better. Like at the back half of my luteal phase, I am so ready for my period. Like I have the symptoms, like my boobs are sore, I PMS, I'm so bloated, I'm just uncomfortable. I'm like, I feel like I need to bleed. And then I do a couple days later and it's like sweet relief. It's so wild that our bodies are so good at doing what they're meant to do by nature. It's it's a beautiful and empowering thing. I'm getting ahead of myself. Anyway, Um, so then we bleed obviously, and we know that the bleed that we get from our periods is the shedding, shedding of our uterine wall. And if you were to be pregnant, your progesterone would just remain high. Um, but when you are not pregnant, that's when your progesterone comes down and then your estrogen goes back on the rise and then the whole cycle begins again. Um, now when I was young, like 14, 15, 16, my periods were very easy meaning I had no cramps. They lasted like two to three days and they were very light. And then I went on birth control around 16. So really from there, I don't have much to compare it to because when I was on the pill, I wasn't experiencing all of this. Um, I honestly don't know what I was experiencing. And that is a big reason why I got off of it because I was still on the pill when I started to learn more about how the body is and the cycles and the hormones and all that stuff. So as soon as I kind of learned, I was like, I want to be experiencing this. Like I want my body to do what it's meant to do naturally. And that's really the main reason that I went off of it. I'm not anti-birth control. It was great for me. I was very consistent with it. I ended up finding one that I liked and it was fine. It was no issues. I had no bad side effects. I genuinely enjoyed my pill for the most part. But when I learned what the body was supposed to be doing, how I could be feeling, and how I could really embrace it and use it to my advantage, that's the main reason that I got off birth control. I just wanted my body to do what it was meant to do from nature. And that's really the main reason. But I didn't want to get pregnant, which is why I now naturally track. Anyway, back to what I was saying. When I was younger, 14, 15, 16, my periods were a breeze. And now that I'm older, they are not a breeze, okay? Okay the second day of my period, I tend to get really bad cramping to the point where I have to lay down and just breathe through it. If I take Advil or medicine, there's no other way to say this, but it does not stay down. Like I will get sick and just, it will come right back up. So I can't take any Advil. I don't know why. I have no idea why, but I just, I just don't do well. Um, going to the bathroom, I find helps when I have really bad cramps. They last about two to three hours for my whole cycle. I have one bout of really bad cramps for two to three hours and it strikes at any given time. There's never a rhyme or reason to it. Sometimes it's in the middle of the night. I honestly prefer when it's in the middle of the night because then it doesn't derail my day. I mean, I wake up in the middle of the night in a lot of pain, but I'm able to breathe through it. But the last time that it happened was actually last weekend, and it was in the it was right in the morning when I woke up. It was like seven a.m. and I was getting ready to go down to the studio, and I just had to lay in bed for like two two to three hours until it passed. And then once it passed, I I'm fine. And it you know it feels like it never even happened. But it's not fun for those two to three hours. It's really not fun. Um, so I feel like going to the bathroom helps. Laying in the fetal position really helps also just like laying down with like my butt up in the air like knees on like on all fours but then you just put your butt like really high up in the air that really helps because I feel like it stretches out my uterus and I just breathe heating pads definitely help but cramps like I said are kind of a newer symptom for me because I haven't had a regular period since I was younger and I've been off birth control for like about a year um So it was just, yeah, I'm still kind of figuring that one out. So if you guys have any tips for cramps, let me know. Um, I also feel like lying on the bathroom floor (laughs) really helps because it's cold and I tend to get the sweats when I have my period cramps. Um, I'm making this sound super glamorous, but I'm sure you guys get it. Like some of you you guys listening are probably like, girl, been there, done that. So I feel like lying on the bathroom floor really helps me, it cools me off And sometimes if I sit upright while I have period cramps, I feel like I'm going to faint. So I typically just have to lay down. Plus, it just feels better to like literally lay in the fetal position. So anyway, this is all new to me. I'm still navigating it. But that is all that I've learned about the cycle. And I think it's so funny that meanwhile, men typically, I'm stereotyping here, but typically they have no idea what we go through. They have no idea. They think that we are just the same every single day. Could you imagine we have such beauty pumping through us every day with our hormones and our phases and our cycle. And every single day, we truly are different because of our hormones. And we, I think that's cool, you know, that we're different every single day. But guys, just look at us like as if we're the same. Aren't they the same every day? Crazy. I don't know. Maybe I'm now, I have no idea. I'm, I'm not even going to worry about the male hormones. That's a whole other thing. Anyway, all this to say is that our bodies thanks to our hormones are very different every single day. And I wish I really knew this growing up. If I knew how my cycle was quote unquote supposed to work, I don't think I would have went on birth control as quickly as I did because it's really cool that our bodies can do this. And it's really empowering to know why we act certain ways on certain days in our cycle it's really empowering to know why I'm feeling better about myself one day as opposed to a different day. Like last week, right before my period, I was just like so down on myself. I was like, I feel like I just look so ugly. I was like, I feel like my hair is a mess. I feel like I'm so pale. I just feel so bloated. I just feel so gross. Like I just feel so gross. And now today I'm in my follicular phase and I'm feeling like good again. You know what I mean? So it's just nice to sometimes chalk it up to the hormones, be like, I know this is why I'm feeling this way. I'm not going to let it get me down. And that to me is really empowering. And I just think it's so awesome to know what's going on in our bodies every day. Anyway, I went on birth control when I was 16 because like I said, it was just kind of the thing to do. It was what everyone was doing. I felt like it was what I should be doing. So it's what I did. Um, and like I said, I've taken several versions of the pill over the past years and I was very consistent at taking them. I always took them at 8 PM every single night. I never really missed a day. I was very good. And after trial and error, I ended up with Trilomarza and I liked that pill. I also tried out an IUD for about three years. I had a Skyla IUD, which was a three year IUD and it was fine. But when I got it out, I didn't want to get another one in. I just went back on the pill. For me, the IUD wasn't for me. I totally see the appeal of it. And I have a lot of friends that love their IUDs. Um, And even for me, I just don't think I'd get another one anytime soon. But if I did, it'd probably be a non-hormonal one. But anyway, it just wasn't really for me. It was a personal preference. But like I said, I know a lot of people that love and adore their IUDs. When I had mine, I found the insertion to be very painful And I had a friend that told me that they got like knocked out for their insertion insert insertion insert insert insertion? Insertant insertion. When you get something inserted in you, it's your insertion? Am I okay? When they got their IUD inserted in them, they were knocked out for it. Insertion. Insertion? I don't know. I'm literally not saying that word right. Or am I? I don't know. They got knocked out like they were put under. And I think if that was an option for me, I would have done it. It was just very – I just found it very painful. Anyway, so I want to go off birth control because once I started learning more about the menstrual cycle as a whole, and I knew I wasn't feeling any of the things that I was supposed to be feeling naturally, like when when I learned about the follicular phase, I was like, yeah, I don't feel this on the pill. When I was in luteal phase, I was like, yeah, I don't feel this on the pill. When I was having my periods, which were actually just withdrawal bleeds, I was like, yeah, I don't feel any of the symptoms that I should feel for a period. So I kind of just felt very synthetic, I mean, which would make sense, but it just felt kind of like bizarre for me and I just wanted to feel what I was meant to be feeling. There's also that myth that's like if you want kids then you should get off birth control so you can like regulate your cycle. I totally think that's a myth. I really am not sure though but I'm glad that I have gone off of birth control because I've now learned that I have a very irregular cycle and maybe it will eventually level out and I'm I'm glad that I've given myself time before I decided that I do want to have kids and before I do like plan out a family and stuff like that. Um, but I find that I have very long irregular cycles and I've actually talked to my OBGYN a, a couple times about this in the past um, about my irregular cycles because I was worried that it could be PCOS. But we don't think it is because the only symptom of PCOS that I seem to have is the irregular, irregularity. And another thing that kept coming up was endometriosis. And I also don't think I, I have that because I the only other symptom that I have for that is irregular periods and painful cramps, but it only lasts a couple of hours. So I just don't think it's that either. I just think I have irregular cycles and I don't know if it's from birth control. It probably is not. I just think it's my body and that's fine. In years past, I've talked to my OBGYN a couple times saying that I wanted to get off birth control to which my doctor very strongly disagreed with me. And she said that I needed to stay on it since I don't want to get pregnant. And every single time that I would walk out of her office, she would leave me with an IUD pamphlet. Even though I would tell her multiple times that I did not want another IUD, she would insist that, you know, I needed to get an IUD because I didn't want hormones. And I didn't want to get pregnant. So she would really, you know, push that a non-hormonal IUD was the way to go. So also with this doctor, and I will say that I am finding a new doctor, but I will also say that I've been seeing this doctor particularly since I was 16. And I recently called my, um, gynecologist office about my cycle because it was very irregular. And I kind of just briefly touched on that, but I was telling them, you know, over the phone, like, Hey, my cycle is very irregular. I don't know if there's anything that I should be doing about this, but you know, it's just very irregular. And they told me to come into the office, make an appointment with my doctor and talk to her about it. So I've been going to the same OBGYN since I was 16. So about nine to 10 years now. And when I was talking with her, this was a couple months ago when I was talking with her about my cycle irregularity, um, she, I, I was telling her, I was like, yeah, I haven't, you know, it's like day 54 of my cycle at this point. And I think I just ovulated today. Like I, you know, and I'll kind of get into how I track ovulation and all that stuff in a couple of minutes. But I was just explaining to her like how irregular my cycle is and how it just feels very long, and her responses were just very bizarre. It was like, "Okay, so you haven't bled in three months. What's the problem with that? I'm not seeing an issue." And like that was a response. And the one that really got me was that this is my doctor that I've been seeing for ten years, and as I was, as I was explaining all this to her, she was saying to me, "Well." you know, I'm just meeting you for the first time today. So there's not much I know about you and your cycle yet to like determine what's wrong with you, with your cycle. And I just thought that was very disappointing to say the least, because this has been my doctor for now 10 years and I've been saying to her that I've been wanting to go off birth control and now I'm off birth control and my cycle is irregular and she's just like, well, I don't know you like this is the first time I'm meeting you when I've been with her every single year for the past 10 years. So that was a little disappointing. But it also made me realize that I need to find a new doctor and I also need to continue to do my own research about my cycle naturally and that birth control is not the only option. And if you have a doctor that is not willing to listen to you and only wants to put you on a different form of birth control to regulate your period when you are adamant that you don't want to be on birth control, it's time to find a new doctor. Um, So anyway. Like I said in the beginning, I just want to make it very clear. I'm not anti-birth control. I used to love it, and I was on it for years and years and years, but I just wanted to let my body naturally do its thing, and that's why I'm off of it. Um, I do wish I was more educated before on my cycle before beginning birth control, but I am not in any way, shape, or form anti-birth control. Okay. Um, so let's chat about my particular cycles. So my cycles last anywhere from 36 to 64 days. Yes. The last cycle that I just had was 52 days. The cycle before that was 64. And the cycle before that was 38. And the cycle before that was 42. So they are truly all over the map. Hence the reason why I called the OPGYM. And that's also why I went in because I was worried like, could this be PCOS? But we pretty much ruled out that we don't think it's PCOS. But then again, what did she know? She has only met me one time. I'm just kidding. Um, But we don't think it's PCOS. Anyway, I just think I have a a regular cycle. The main reason that I felt like this was weird was because they do fluctuate a lot in duration, but they do tend to constantly lean on the longer side. But I also will talk to friends about their cycles and they seem to have very like regular cycles that are like clockwork. And I have recently made the decision that I'm like, you know what? I'm not even going to worry about someone else's cycle for pretty much the same reason that I wouldn't compare my body to one of my friend's bodies because that's their body and this is my body. And there are also so many factors that can affect your cycle, stress being a really big one of them. My body's on a clock and if it doesn't follow a perfect 28-day cycle like it did when I was on birth control or like my friend's cycles are, then why does it matter? Like I wouldn't compare my body to my friend's, so why am I comparing cycle length or regularity? It's just something that I just, I'm like, you know what? It doesn't even matter what someone else's cycle is like because that's not my cycle. My cycle is like this and I can find empowerment in tracking my cycle naturally. So I know my cycle is very irregular, but my ovulation, my luteal and my menstruation, menstrual, when I bleed, that is all very healthy. My follicular phase is just very long. And honestly, like, of all the phases to be long, I'm glad it's that one. So how do I naturally track? So irregular cycles make it difficult to get pregnant if you're looking to get pregnant just because when you ovulate, is kind of, you know, let's, it's like a shot in the dark. That's the phrase I'm looking for. It's a shot in the dark. But it can also be scary if you're like me and you don't want to get pregnant for the time being. This is how I track my cycle naturally to avoid a pregnancy right now. So I use three things to track my cycle. The Natural Cycles app, LH Strips, and an Oura Ring. These three methods combined give me a lot of confidence in my regular cycle. So the app that I use to track my cycle is the Natural Cycles app. And it costs money. I think you can buy it for like $100 for the year or you can do a monthly payment. And I also know that Natural Cycles does get covered by some insurances I didn't look into if my insurance covered it but I think that's really cool that insurance will cover the natural cycles app because my birth control for example was covered by my health insurance so the fact that my like this is just another form of birth control you know what I mean so it's just cool that like that would be covered by health insurance anyway I find that natural cycles does not have like the biggest list of symptoms. Like I've used flow in the past and I love their symptom tracking. They have like every symptom that you could think of. I feel like natural cycle kind of lacks symptoms, but they have like the basic ones like cramps, mood, intimacy, boob soreness, PMS symptoms, stuff like that. Um, But also on natural cycle, whoa, also on natural cycles, they track your basal body temperature, and your LH and just regular symptoms. So, I take my temperature every single morning and I take my temperature with the Aura Ring. The Aura Ring has been a huge game changer, and pretty much the entire reason that I got the Aura Ring was to track my cycle. I tried to take my temperature with a mouth, basal body thermometer. And it was just impractical for me for a couple of reasons. Number one, I wouldn't wake up at the same time every single day. Number two, I'd forget when I was traveling. And sometimes I would just like simply forget in the morning. And it also took kind of a long time. I also didn't really know what I was looking for. Like I would Google like, what's my baseline body temperature? And because I wasn't having my temperature taken all day, every day from a device like the Aura Ring. I just never really knew what my base temperature should be. So I'd go off Google and be like, okay, so I think below baseline is like, you know, 96.2 or something. And then above is 97.1. Like I was just very confused all the time, but the Oura Ring makes it so simple. So this is not sponsored by the Oura Ring. I purchased it on my own and I pay for the monthly subscription every month. I think it's like $6 a month for the Aura app. So on the Aura app, they have a period tracker that I very briefly use. The only reason, the only things that I use with the period tracker on the Aura ring is to see my immediate temperature every single morning, whether it's above or below baseline. Typically, typically when it's below my baseline temperature, I'm in my follicular phase. And when I'm above my baseline temperature, I'm always in my luteal phase. Um but sometimes I'll be above baseline and follicular. Once I hit like two to three days of consistent above baseline temperature and my temperature is like elevated, that's when I know I've ovulated two days prior and I'm now in my um, luteal phase. Also, when I'm in my luteal phase, the Oura Ring tracks your sleep and your rest just all the time naturally Whenever I'm in my luteal phase, which is right before you're going to bleed, so like those 10 to 12 days before your period shows up, I never am rested enough. My resting heart rate stays much higher when I sleep. Um, My rest overall is not as good. I get good sleep, but my body does not feel rested, which I just have found very interesting. Anyway, so on the OR app, I can see my baseline, whether it's above or below baseline temperature. And it also will just track like the number of days. And I also use it just to kind of track when my period last started. Um, So then on my Natural Cycles app is when I sync my Aura ring to that app even further. And the two of them like talk to one another. That's why I use the Natural Cycles app with Aura because they're like a merge. Um, One other thing that I will say about the Aura ring is that so far, and I've had it for... About six months now, it has been 100 percent, spot on every single time. Like when I'm in my luteal phase and my temperature drops below baseline, that typically means that my progesterone has dropped and my estrogen is going to begin to be on the rise again. That also means that I'm going to bleed that day, 100% of the time. I've bled that day, and that's when my period has started. And even if it is so light and so faint. I know that my period has started because one, I can kind of see it and two, because my temperature has said so and then the trends of my temperature remaining low is consistent. So it's just so crazy how accurate it is and I don't wake up at the same time every single day. I'm pretty consistent with my wake up time, but it's not the same time and I barely have to remember to take my temperature because it just does it for me. So then, over on Natural Cycles, like here's my thing: when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is open my Aura Ring app, and I let my Aura Ring sync so I can see my rest, my sleep score, and it takes my temperature. Then I open up the Natural Cycles app right away, and I sync my Aura Ring to my Natural Cycles app. There's just one but like button that you press, it says sync or ring. So I click that and then I let the temperature merge over and then I just click save. And then I pretty much just go on with my day in the natural cycles app. It'll tell you whether to, I mean, for me, the setting that I put down is that I don't want to get pregnant right now. So when it thinks I'm ovulating, I have red days. And then when I am not ovulating and my chances of getting pregnant are very low to nearly impossible, it's green. and that just means like for me, the green days are not fertile and the red days are my fertile days, meaning those are the days that I could get pregnant. So like that's the day that you would like abstain from, you know, like intimacy. Um, anyway, that's what the Natural Cycles app does. So it'll uh, sink, sink my temperature and then it'll tell me if I have a red day or a green day. Because my cycles are very irregular, the thing that's like a shot in the dark is the ovulation. That is really what has been throwing off my cycles. And that also means that because my cycles are so irregular, most of my days are red. So most like pretty much every single day, like I had my period two days ago and I'm currently in a red phase right now. Like I'm saying like, if I do have like, you know, sex or anything, like have other forms of backup because I just don't know what I'm going to ovulate. I'm getting a good grip on my cycle, realizing that I have longer cycles and like, I feel like I'm smarter than my app sometimes because I mean, at the end of the day, like it's my body and that's an app. So it's doing the best that it can. But, um, I feel like I'm definitely getting to know my body a lot more. Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself with ovulation. The other way that I use, um, the other way that I naturally track is I use LH. So when it comes to tracking ovulation with temperature, typically what I have learned from my cycles in my trends, from my graphs, from the Natural Cycles app, is that the day that I ovulate, my temperature is low and then it spikes up, meaning that I would not know I ovulated until the day after I ovulated. And for someone that doesn't want to get pregnant, that is kind of concerning because if I knew that I was ovulating, I would obviously abstain from any sort of activity that could get me pregnant. But if it's like the day after and then I find out, oh, yesterday I ovulated and like yesterday was the day that, you know, whatever, I would kind of be freaking out a little bit. That has never happened. Thank goodness. But, um, and for one day, like when I can, you know, have a family, God willing, it's just not in the cards for me right now. And that's why my choice is just to like not get pregnant right now, but naturally track. Um, Temperature is not the most reliable source for me, but it's very empowering to know my trends in temperature. So like I do like to wake up and know like where I am baseline temperature wise of estrogen, progesterone, when my period is coming, if what phase I'm in, stuff like that. That's why I really like tracking my temperature. But I do not rely on temperature tracking alone for ovulation. It definitely helps. It's a big part of it, but it's not its only thing. The thing that I actually probably rely on the most is LH. LH is tracked from a P-test that you take in the mornings. The way that LH works is essentially LH is a hormone that your brain releases to tell your ovary to release an egg. Our bodies always have LH. So when you take an LH test, it's always going to show two lines because LH is always present. But when you are ovulating or approaching ovulation, The two lines, the second line on your LH test is going to get darker and darker as you approach ovulation. So if it begins very faint, it's going to stay very faint until you're like beginning to ovulate. Once your brain is releasing that signal to your ovary to release an egg. The day that you ovulate, I'd say the first and the second day of, well, you typically ovulate on one day, but you have like a 24 to 48 hour window where you can like get pregnant or where you should avoid sex to get pregnant. Um, if you're avoiding pregnancy, um, in that window is when the LH line is going to be darker than the test line. And that just means that like LH is coming or that your egg is coming. And typically when you do ovulate, then I start to feel it. And once I've learned that like, okay, I'm ovulating, I do begin to notice the symptoms. Like my ovary one will cramp, my boobs get sore and and I am very strong. Like those are the three things for me that like when those happen, I'm like, okay, I'm for sure ovulating. And then the next two days, my temperature will rise. And then on the third day, if my temperature has not gone down below baseline, then I'm confirmed in my luteal phase and my natural cycles app will confirm a day of ovulation. And then typically it's always been spot on because then after that, I always get my period 10 to 12 days immediately after ovulation. So I do really trust LH and temperature tracking with my natural natural cycles app to determine when I ovulated. but if I just used the temperature alone, I don't think I'd be as confident with it. So the LH really really helps. I get my LH tests on Amazon and like I said I track them in the natural cycles app. The testing for LH has been pretty spot on. However, I will say there have been a couple of occasions in my follicular phase that my LH test has been dark to where it looks positive, but then like I'll have an ovulation day and it's a very dark line. So it's kind of hard to tell sometimes because sometimes you just have like higher LH than other days and your line will look darker and that's when it gets confusing. But I will say like all the times that I've positively tested on ovulation day, with LH, the line is undoubtedly darker than the test line. Like it's pretty much like, so the line is essentially like a dark purple. On the days that I ovulate, the second line is black. And on all the other days, it's like a darker purple to a faint purple to like a very like almost gray. Like it's it's almost not even there. So the days that I'm ovulating, it is so dark. It's pretty much a black line. And that's how I know like for sure that I'm ovulating. And like that one cycle that was 64 days, I took an LH test on day 52 and the test was so dark and I was so confused because I thought to myself, like, there's no way that I could have just ovulated on day 52 of my cycle. But wouldn't you know it the next day I had ovulation symptoms and then my temperature was up for the next two weeks. And then 11 days later, my period came. So I did in fact ovulate on day 52 and I just had to trust the LH test. So I use those three methods, temperature tracking, LH, and natural cycles. Like I said, I know some insurances cover the cost of the natural, natural cycles app, which I found really, really cool. Um, and I wish that my health insurance would also cover the cost of my Aura Ring, since that is really the reason that I got it, was to track my cycle and take my temperature. Um, like I know like my insurance covered my pill. It covered my IUD. It'd be really cool if they could cover natural forms as well. Anyway. That'd be really cool to see happen in the future. I'd love if one of you guys can make that happen. Anyway, um, did I cover everything? I feel like I did. I talked about why I went off birth control. I talked about how I naturally track. I talked about the cycle. I think that wraps it up, you guys. Um, all this is to say that I feel very empowered knowing more about my body, and I encourage you to do whatever whatever is best for your body. If that's being on birth control, then do it. If that's being off birth control, then do it. If it's I don't know, whatever is best for your body, I encourage you to do that, but I also encourage you to take power into your own hands and educate yourself on what it is that you're choosing to do. So if you're choosing to have a natural cycle, really learn about the hormones and about the cycle and about the empowerment that comes from being natural with your body and with mother nature and you know, our cycles. It's really a beautiful thing. And if you choose to be on birth control, really educate yourself on what is going on inside your body with the birth control that you've chosen, whether it be hormonal or non-hormonal, it's your body. And it's really just empowering regardless of what you're doing to know what's going on. And I'm just really glad that I have learned about it and I'm continuing to learn about it. I feel like if I went on a completely rogue career path and it was totally different, I feel like I would go to medical school and become an OBGYN. I just find this stuff so interesting, very empowering, and I would love to just educate young women on it so that I – I don't know, just so that like you could learn more about it. Like that's honestly where it is all coming from. Like I just want to learn so much more about what my body's doing every single day and how it's different every single day. We hold so much power and we don't even know it. And it's such a beautiful thing. And I just wish I knew more about it when I was young. So, anyway, that is how I naturally track my cycle. Why I went, on, why I went off birth control and like a mini aura ring review. I love my aura ring. I totally recommend it. It is an investment, but so far it has been worth every single penny. And I feel great. I have a lot of reassurance with my cycle. I feel very confident in my cycle, even though it's a regular. I feel like I've gotten it down to where I understand myself and it's cool learning new things about myself every single day. So anyway, I hope you guys found this helpful or interesting and I would love to continue this topic and conversation. If you guys have any questions, leave them and um, I'll be sure to get to them. But thank you guys so much for listening. Happy Manifest Monday. I love you guys and I'll talk to you guys in my next episode. Bye guys.